Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke and Brad Bennett, a man who refers to himself as the bad boy of tech, but that I call Mobile Syrup's teen correspondent, is once again across the internet internet from me at an undisclosed location. How are you doing, Brad, and where are you this week? I'm good. I'm at my new house because I've moved since the last podcast, so I had to come back from wherever I was previously to that submarine or something um, to a house and move, which was fun. Uh, my move across the street, so it wasn't that bad, but uh, that's where I am today. My question for you is... So if you, uh, so if you what age tell me you're like in an underground being, bunker. I've oh, been there. Go ahead, go I ahead. to move. Um, at what age do I stop being the teen? Or what, what age do I lose touch of the teens? Do you know? When did it happen for you? I think... Um... That's actually a good question. Wow. I think probably about 27 or 28. All right, I'll keep the teen. I'll I'll keep in touch then for a few more years. You true you true it does happen at some point like something flips and you're like I don't understand everything that your teens are into. The teens are into anymore. Like something changes. Oh, okay, I'm scared. I'll keep you posted, but I've got a few more years. <laughs> okay, so uh we also have John Lamont on the podcast today. How are you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, vibing here in the one little patch of sunlight by my window, kind of like a cat. I'm not napping. It's literally what my cat does all day. Just like runs around and and finds different areas of the house where there's sun and and sits there staring out the window. Yeah, it's it's cozy. It's nice. It's a good life. We also have Dean on the podcast today. It's a it's a packed show in terms of cast members. Um, How goes it, Dean? I'm doing well. I'm actually doing the exact opposite of John, where I am chilling in compl- almost complete darkness. I have like colored gaming lights going on, and that's Ugh. pretty much it. That's what you need to be on a podcast. It's it's yeah, that's why I did it. It's blue to match the color of um, mobile syrup. So yeah, that makes sense. Yep, I have my mobile lights, but blue. I turn them on people this week. say all the time. Your lights <laughs> wouldn't turn on this week. Blue. No, I just don't have them on. Usually I have them like on a, like a dim, warm color, but but not this week. Here's a question for you before we get off lights. Uh, you use Philips Hue and you use Apple HomeKit. Am I correct? I don't really use... So I have every smart home ecosystem set up. So I have HomeKit, Alexa, but the one that I really use is Google Home or Google So you home haven't app. set up adaptive lighting with your Hue lights or have you tried? Uh, no, I haven't. Nope. Okay, never mind then. I've been trying to set it up and I can't get it. And I have like a wide variety of Hue lights from different generations, but some new ones, but I can't get any of them. I even plugged in an Apple TV to use as a home hub, which is something you need to do. Um, and like, yeah, nothing for me. But uh, and it, only works with, uh, it only works with Apple's home platform, right? Yeah. Hmm. I might I might play around with that this weekend. I remember you writing about it and I've been meaning to play around with it, but just, just haven't got to it. 
Yeah, because I have like that Walmart light and the Nanoleaf light, and they both kind of do it on their own. But all like the vast majority of my lights are hue, but they don't uh, go through that like circadian rhythm from white to cool. orange light throughout the day. Yeah, I will look uh, into it and report back. Um, but unfortunately, this week is not a smart home focused podcast. We we I think this is the first podcast since the New Year and, and holiday break, so we yep. we might be a little rusty, but. This week, we're focusing specifically on CES pretty briefly, because I think this year's CES was, as expected, pretty uneventful. It's It was remote, right? So obviously, there's not going to be huge announcements. CES in general doesn't always apply to what we cover at Mobile Syrup too. So that's something to keep in mind in terms of our coverage. And then we're also going to talk about Samsung's new Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra which are the biggest announcements, I think, to come out of CES, but it's not really part of CES. It, CES, it's weird because like this is technically sort of the last day and Samsung's event just coincided at the same time. They kind of um, But it. yeah, before... Sorry? They kind of usurped it. Like they took the CES thunder, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. That That's really like the only major announcement. I know there was like... We'll get into it after, after your news segment, but there were some stuff related to like PC hardware and, and things like that, but no big phone announcements, nothing, anything really mobile related that we would typically cover. But all, as always, before we get to that, let's uh, talk about the hottest news of the week. Yeah, so I didn't put too much stuff in here this week just because our CES conversation is going to kind of be news related just because we'll be talking about things that have kind of been released over the last like, week or two. Um, but a big one that I'm going to brush over quickly because next week we're hoping to have a podcast focusing a little more on this type of topic is, uh, you know, Navdeep Baines, the Minister of Science, Innovation, Technology, is stepping down from... My, uh, innovation, science, and industry, sorry. But he stepped down. Uh, he's not going to run again. And former foreign affairs minister, Francois-Philippe Champagne, is stepping up to be the new minister uh, in a bit of a shuffle. Uh, I've seen like headlines basically saying that like the government's or that department's goal of trying to lower Canadian uh, cell phone bills isn't necessarily going away. Just Baines is uh, working towards more time with his family. That's kind of what it says. Um, but we'll go back probably more into that next week. Um, beyond that, another one that I'm just going to kind of briefly touch on because I'm sure everyone knows because it's like the biggest news in the world, but you know, uh, Donald Trump got blocked on like every social media imaginable. I even saw reports today before we hopped on to hear that he's getting kicked off Snapchat. Pinterest. So, hey, Pinterest. Yeah, he's got, he's got nothing left. I don't know. Uh, anyone have anything they want to quip in on that or should I just yeah, move on? Yeah, a comment. I, 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 saw, I was good. watching this, this news feed and I... It, don't know where it was, but I think it was somewhere like uh, Spanish speaking. But they were talking about Donald Trump being blocked from all the apps. And in the in the scene or on like their video they had going on, they had one of the apps he was blocked from was Grinder. So I'm going to go <laughs> a bit more research into that to see if Donald Trump has been blocked on Grinder. That's hilarious. Yeah, I I thought I saw something about him getting blocked on Pornhub too, but I don't know if that was a joke <laughs> or not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret account Hilarious. yeah just yeah. it's not even an account he would like share things with he just can't comment or, or go to his like save videos anymore it blocked him That's um, hilarious. <laughs> but yeah moving on john actually wrote this this week but he did a big feature in an interview with the uh, ceo of nanoleaf which is a canadian smart lighting company about thread which is a wireless protocol if i'm saying it's going to replace zigbee probably someday is that right john uh, it's sort of, it's, it's, 
it's complicated. Uh, I guess the shortest way to explain it is it's kind of like Zigbee 2.0, but it's not related to Zigbee at all. There's some similarities and there's some differences. The biggest difference being that Thread is designed to kind of be an open standard uh, in the same way that like Wi-Fi is an open standard that any smart home light that is designed to work with it will just work with it. Um, so ideally the future is going to be you buy smart home stuff and it works with thread and you don't have to think about it. You just plug it in, turn it on, set it up and it works with all your other thread stuff and that's it. Instead of what we have now where everything's kind of divided up by brand and you have to do all kinds of weird account sign in stuff with like your Google home app or your Amazon Alexa to get everything to kind of talk to each other. Thread will hopefully just make everything talk to each other without all that extra stuff and kind of move it off of Wi-Fi networks and Bluetooth and connection networks that aren't necessarily designed for smart home gadgets. Yeah, I think that that, that probably sums it up. It's, it's basically just like a really cool connection thing. It's definitely a lot faster than Zigbee. And I think that's the thing most people notice is like, if you want to turn your red light or turn your light red, you just hit red and it's like red instantly. If you want to blue, blue instantly, there's no like one, two second fade into the next color. It's just really quick, which is fun. Um, but yeah, the features up on our site now, I think it's still on the homepage if I am correct. Yeah, it's still um, there. I bumped it from uh, the top slot to, for, for all the Samsung news today, but it's, I think it's still up there. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot to learn in there. And it's just something people should be aware of because probably by the end of this year, it'll be much more prevalent in devices than it is now. Um, and then the last thing I kind of got on here is just a Google Assistant driving mode update. We haven't had one of these in a while, so I, I kind of threw it in for my own uh, need. But basically, a few years ago, Google showed off this cool assistant-based driving mode that was meant to replace Android Auto's in uh, phone interface. So if you use Android Auto on your phone, like attached to your dashboard, um, this will replace that. But so far, it's just kind of like leaked out in a preview for Google Maps. Um, and it's not really looking as good as it was before. I don't know where exactly Google is planning to take it now. It seems like throughout the years between when this was announced um, and now it's changed drastically. So, you know, for a while, we thought the future of Android Auto in the cars was really reliant on Google Assistant, which suggested to me like this almost Google Assistant OS that was someday maybe going to usurp Android. But for now, it definitely seems like that's not happening. I don't know. That's kind of big picture stuff. But uh, yeah, and that's it for the news of the week. To the hallowed cool. halls. Yeah, the hall, hallowed halls. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of introduce this and then uh, I'll throw it to each of you. Um, this year's CES, I expected it to be low-key, but I think it was surprisingly low-key. There wasn't anything really big other than the Samsung stuff, even though like Pepcom and Showstoppers and all these things that we've covered for years were still happening and we had invites to them and we were checking out the type of products that were being revealed. There just didn't seem to be a lot of stuff. So I don't know if it's the pandemic affecting companies. Well, I'm sure it is actually. The pandemic is affecting companies, whether they're like not releasing new products or they're holding back stuff um, until things get better. I, I don't really know. The only big stuff that I saw other than the Samsung announcements was like a ton of PC hardware stuff. That That's really what I saw. Um, so I, I was just thinking about how we could talk about this. And I think the best way to discuss CES, at least in the context of this year, is to kind of outline some of our favorite announcements. So we'll we'll just go down the panel and each of us will like briefly talk about what our favorite announcements um, from the event are. 
John, do you want to kick things off? Sure, I can do that. Yeah, so I covered a lot of the laptop stuff that happened at CES. There was a lot of uh, a lot of manufacturers released new laptops, new variants, new models, all kinds of stuff. I feel like my inbox was flooded for like uh, several weeks with just press release after press release about all these different laptops with like each one having just like subtle differences between them. Are you getting them at weird but, uh, times too? My press oh, releases yeah. started yeah. like yeah. 1 30 AM and then they'd go constantly until like 11 and then they just like start at 1 30 again. It's like, I don't know why I get this two yeah. hour gap in the middle of the night, but yeah. I assume it's because of the Yeah, it was super, super weird. One, one company was like emailing me on the hour about their event, which wasn't even an event. It was just like when they're, virtual website showcase opened so that you could like virtually see all their laptops and wait just like every hour they were like hey we're opening in three days and you can come check it out that's so funny it was should, so weird should we describe these virtual showcases because i mean that's a huge part of what ces has been this year and they are whack sure. oh they're they're so wacky yeah yeah do you want to start first with some of the laptop ones sean and then i guess when sure. i go my uh, turn i can talk about the tp link one so the, the one laptop one that I was invited to when I went to like actually load into it, it wouldn't let me in. Like I had to register and everything. And then when I went to like load into the website, it just kept telling me that I was registered, but wouldn't let me access it. Um, but I checked out a Samsung one for the S20 stuff. And it was like weird. They had these like 2D cutouts of people to like usher me in to this lobby. But weird. Everything else like, in the lobby was like 3D. So like, did it they play it like it a video game? Weird, kind of. Yeah, you had to like use your mouse to like turn your screen around so and like find all the first different person? stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was, ah, it was first okay. person. Fine. Some of the other ones I've done that were like that, not for CES, but um, just throughout like 2020. They also included like a list, so you could just click on the list where you wanted to go, and you didn't have to like navigate this weird 3D virtual event um so i i much preferred those because i don't really have time to wander virtual halls looking for product briefings <laughs> yeah and i think that's the best part about it is like we just keep getting invited to these things and it's like somebody put a huge amount of effort into like making this like game-like environment uh, but realistically all we want is a piece of paper that's like these are the eight specs that are useful here's a brief bit of the overview here's an image um good luck Give me the press release is like usually yeah. my response. Send me the press release. And if there's um, a briefing of some sort, I might be interested in that if it's with someone worth speaking to, which isn't always the case. Yeah, the TP-Link one was crazy. It was like, it was a press release, but then it was like, you can learn more here. And I like click on it yeah. and it like opens me up into this like crazy, like Santa's tech workshop looking type of like isometric puzzle game type of looking thing it wasn't really a puzzle but yeah you had to like click around it's like oh is that a router click on the router oh you've learned about like this new router it's like oh my goodness and like at that point like there was no images so i'm like scraping images from the google like code of the website like just trying to like get the images that are like embedded into this like game experience out so that i can use them for our story because yeah it was just a mess oh yeah, i love it's, doing that it's definitely that. been a weird work weird year uh john did you like have anything hacker. else yeah, yeah. Um, so on the laptop thing, I think the most interesting laptop I saw was Lenovo's ThinkBook Plus Gen 2i. And yes, that is the, the name of the laptop. Just what a name, name for sure. Yeah. Like incredible. They just put an italicized I on the end of like all of their laptop names this year. 
I don't know why. I love There's that. There's no reason for, for it. Do they have I Intel? Love that. It's like it's like it's like Sony. So, some of them do, yeah, but some of them are AMD. It was weird. Uh, okay. So like it's not the even... I is probably related to which ones have Intel and which ones don't, but like the the AMD ones did not have A in them. They were oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah something else. Anyway, that's great. So the 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 plus Gen two <laughs> I had an e ink second display on the lid, which is wild. I'm like, well, I'm sure what there's would you some sort of purpose for? for it. Like, it's like a business laptop, I guess. So you're like okay. drawing up a contract and you want to show it to uh, your your customer. So you just turn on the e ink display on on the lid of the laptop and they can see the contract. I don't know. It's it, it's I, super weird but kind of funky. How thin uh, is the laptop? Sheets up on the on the e-ink display, Google Sheets. Yeah, it, it's it's got like a whole interface, right? Like so, you can oh, like okay. put shortcuts That's on it cool. for like Chrome and Facebook and stuff like that. And That's actually really like, cool. Would it be a viable yeah. like? I use this computer all day. I'm about to climb into bed. Let's put it closed and like read on the e-ink screen, or is it like 15 inches, like massive or something crazy? Oh yeah, it's it's like the same size as the laptop screen. So it's like 12 inches. It's crazy. Just well, absolutely wild. Too bad to take into bed with you, I guess. Yeah. But you still have to take yeah, it the whole like laptop to bed with you. Yeah, it's it's yeah. attached to the laptop. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole yeah thing it's like taking you. a laptop. Um, so that was wild. The other neat thing, uh, Intel had a few announcements um, with some kind of cool stuff. So they announced their 11th gen H series chips, which are kind of like weird low power gaming chips for ultra portable gaming laptops so if you like to game on the go but you don't want one of these massive gaming alienware laptops that are like seven pounds and you have to carry a like cinder block sized battery pack with you to to use then these chips should be able to enable that but we'll have to see what their performance is actually like cool and then intel also teased their uh, Alder Lake uh, chips, which will be their next major uh, chip release. And they kind of have a similar design to ARM with like the big little uh, high performance and high efficiency cores all in one package. Um, and some people have been comparing it to how Apple designed the M1, uh, oh. just some similarities there. So it'll be interesting to see what the performance is like with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like with Apple's M1 efforts, Intel says that they're trying to make this design scalable. So it'll launch first on like portable PCs and stuff like that. But they're trying to make it work for like desktop chips and stuff That's like cool. that. So it, if it works out, we could see uh, x86 chips that are designed kind of more like ARM chips are with different types of cores for different purposes. Um, and it could help Intel out. They've been struggling a little bit, so we'll have to see what happens with that as well. That theoretically should help with battery life mainly, right? Am I crazy in saying Oh, that? yeah. Yeah, if, which should if be they big can for do, laptops. Yeah, if they can do good uh, efficiency cores, then it'll really help with battery life in laptops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. that's really then cool. It, I saw uh, lots of videos of gaming PCs, and a lot of them don't look as gaudy as they did before, you know, like white and chrome and like silver and, and very like almost enterprise looking PCs, but I was down for it. I thought that was cool. Like I don't need RGB lights on my like laptop, you know. Lenovo's I think are all just covered RGB lighting, like the vents mm-hmm. RGB, the lid. I think RGB. the brand I was looking at was Asus. Yeah. Uh, Asus or Acer had like one that was like it literally kind of looked like a thick MacBook 
which nice. is all aluminum <laughs> metal with like a little bit of RGB lighting on the keyboard, I think. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, I saw this iBuy Power tower that basically looked like a Xbox Series X. It was pretty cool. Oh, did you send that one? You did you send that to me? Yeah, I, like, uh, I sent it to you. It was on like all sides. A, yeah, like a, it was, it was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. It was like, yeah, I, that's the, if I were to ever build a gaming PC, which I've considered over the last little bit, I would definitely pursue a case that looks like that because it was yeah it was classy is how I the included handle in that one was like I move my PC a lot between my Lunch office box. and TV now, and uh, having a handle like that case would be really smart for me. I think. Yeah, All right, I'd Bennett, love to do uh, a build with that kind of what else, power design. What else do you have from CES? Um, so I didn't take issue with what you said earlier. We were like, oh, we didn't get much announcement from CES. We did. And it was TVs as okay. per usual. And there was a lot of them. <laughs> Maybe too many. Probably too many. Too many TVs. TVs, every every time I turned around, there were TVs. There were updates to old TVs, new TVs. TVs that you'll never afford or even see in your lifetime. TVs that I will never even see in my lifetime because not really affording any of these but yeah tvs were all over ces i mean micro led same as last year kind of stole this uh the show which is basically traditional led backlit tvs but now they use micro leds which are as the name suggests super teeny tiny leds so instead of having like 120 leds backlighting your tv they'll have like, thousands um which just provides like way better contrast because they can turn on these smaller lights. You know, you don't have to have four lights in the bottom corner all turned on to light like one lamp in a video game, you know, for bloom and sort of making that one corner not as dark or as contrasty as it should. Um, and micro LEDs kind of allows that to happen. If you've ever seen or used an OLED TV, um, the contrast ratio on those should be comparable to something on micro LEDs. Um, so that's huge news. And it means better TVs are... No, sorry. It means better TVs should get cheaper. Um, will they? Probably not because, you know, companies sell stuff and they make it expensive. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the the star of the show. I would say, you know, even LG got in on it and they're typically like OLED only. We make the best TVs. They're OLEDs. And now they also make micro LEDs. So it's sort of showing that there's a lot of potential in this technology. All of the TV announcements definitely made me look up when I purchased my last TV and realize that I bought it way not even so it's, I'll preface this with saying that like you can have a TV for a long time and it'll be 100% fine. But I didn't realize that I bought the like 4k HDR 10 Dolby vision television. Um, I think it's a Vizio M series 55 inch or 50 inch. I, I bought it like almost correct. over four years ago now. Like I didn't realize that it was that long ago. Can I t- tell you when I bought my last TV? I was, I want to say I was 18. Yeah, but you're not using that TV still. The pet thing with pets is... It's like still here in my house. Where? It's used occasionally. Uh, It was in my room. What do you use it for? I I used it as a second TV in my room. Oh. It was like a 32-inch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that If I had my friends over, they'd play games together. We'd be like... But like, yeah, I mean, TVs can last a long time. Um so that's like at least nine years oh yeah i think it's gonna last forever i've i've never bought a tv but my parents the last time they bought a tv was like 2007 or 2008 and they still have it and they still use it i remember the first game i played on the tv in my parents house was mario golf on gamecube and they (laughs) haven't replaced that tv since then so i don't know there's just starting to be stuff that like i care about 
that the gaming stuff I want in a TV. You know what I mean? Like micro LED. Yeah, I'm interested too. in that. HDMI um, 2.1. All the 120 things. Yeah, 120 yeah. frame yeah. stuff and like the low response time is now becoming way more important now that like a. Uh, PC gamers, I think, are moving a lot more, like kind of what I do, and both the new consoles are out, which can take advantage of these like high end features. So, like my TV uh, in my room right now is actually like Brad's TV, like you're, that was four years podcast. old too. And yeah, and I'm like waiting for him to get a, another TV unit to review so that I can take his current TV and just keep shuffling <laughs> it like that. <laughs> I don't even know if you want this one. The one I'm using right now, it's starting to like. Whenever I see like a flat colored image, like if everything's the same color, it's almost like you can see the backlight starting to go. And I'm not sure if that's going to like, I've seen, I feel like I saw that issue before and then it went away. So I'm wondering if it's like, what's going on? But Well, I'm just, I'm just waiting. The backlight's going in my TV. TV. With the HDR. I have this PS5 and I know you have HDR. It's just not the, not yeah. the same. All right, um, Dean, yeah. what's, uh, what's your favorite stuff from CES? Uh, John spoke about laptops, Bennett spoke about TVs, and I'm the phone guy. So my favorite thing from CES were uh, phones. Um, they're they're rollable phones. Like we didn't see any like actual like phone announcements. Well, like some they were kind of, but like nothing huge. Um, but we saw prototypes for foldable um, for rollable phones, and I'm pretty excited about that. I um, TCL had one, and it was just like you look at this phone, it kind of looks like a compact, like little thing going on. It's somehow they made a 6.7 inch screen look compact. Don't really get how, but that's what they did there. And then it stretches up to be like a 7.8 inch phone. And yeah, it was sick. And I'm like, Oh, this is like really cool. And then LG also had a rollable phone that, um, kind of stretched the other way. Like it stretched so that it could become like more tablet looking like, Whereas TCL has just made a longer phone. Um, I think that's like, I think both ideas are pretty cool. I think that LGs might be a little bit more useful. Um, I'm saying this as I'm looking at, like I'm using the fold in my hand right now and that's definitely like a tablet. So like, I think the tablet usability is definitely more useful than just a longer phone. Um, but I think both are really cool and don't know if either are coming to Canada, but one can hope. Um, I asked LG and they said, I hope so, basically. <laughs> Keep dreaming, kid. <laughs> That's what they said. And um, I asked TCL and they said, we'll let you know. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, TCL. The also LG came... phone was cool. Yeah, I thought I would, were, put I, my, I, I would put my money on LG getting to market first only because they have the rollable TV on market already. I can see okay. that as well. Um, I can see that as well. And they're definitely like their Explorer project where they came out with the wing, that phone had two screens. Oh and yeah. They're trying to like to shoot out. They're trying to shoot out these random things, these hit or misses and see what hits. Um, That's so like LG in all spaces. Yeah. They're like, so random right now. LG said that that phone is coming to market. Whereas TCL said this is an example of a prototype phone. Um, prototype yeah. rollable phone we are having a rollable phone or foldable phone coming this year so they weren't really as uh, specific um, a super bag they're like we'll have a cool yeah. phone you know it's gonna like roll or fold or do origami exactly, with it or some shit. Right? it's coming yeah. out just keep your eye open yes yeah, so i don't know what's gonna sick. come out but <laughs> i'm pretty excited 
I, I think even if it doesn't come to Canada, uh, the TCL one, we might be able to take a look at it still. Um, in the, but the LG one, if it doesn't come here, we are uh, SOL. Um, um, what about the low-cost TLC phones? Did they get announced? What, what are the chipsets? They did. So TCL announced a 5G, so 765 or 690s 5G as well. They announced like one 5G low-end phone, but that uh, they can't confirm if that's coming to Canada either. And they also uh-huh. announced a four like a another low-end phone, and it was the same thing. Like we got from like TCL, we got uh, TCL Mobile. We got nothing confirmed for Canada. Like they should. Okay, like, Here are all these cool things coming out. Mm, I'd be excited for some more 765G phones. If that's what the chipset is, I'd be excited if they were coming. Yeah. Out. Uh, they have like they announced the twenty the TCL twenty Pro five G, and that's what I'm looking out for. I really liked the last year's tw- TCL ten Pro. Uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't like great, but it was good. It was a good first attempt. That was their first TCL branded phone, so I'm excited to see what they do next. And this that at least from the little picture we got, it looked like they've made improvements, but it was just a picture, so who knows? Um, the second I- thing I want to bring up is just the TCL wearable display. Where it's just glasses, you put on these glasses, and they're just a screen oh, that thing. you can just watch stuff on. Literally, it's not for like it's not for uh, VR or AR or any of that. It's just literally, it's for laziness. It's just for laziness. If you and your partner are sitting down on a couch and your partner wants to watch TV on your actual TV, well, you put on your glasses, plug it into your phone, and you can watch whatever is on your phone. Which I think. Have you sold me on this? Yeah, it's such a cool idea. You sold I, me. I want them now. And like, it also mm-hmm. has like a transparent mode, so you can know what's going on around you if you want. To. Don't need that. That was a waste. And don't throw that in. I mean, like you can. Like, say if <laughs> no, you want I know. To, I'm like, kidding. If you don't want to take off, the, like, if you want to keep watching TV, but, but also go to your fridge and grab something, well, now you can like, you're not going to walk into your fridge. You can like put on this transparent mode. You're still watching your show. Your phone's still put it in your pocket. Um, and bam, you're still like, it's such a cool idea and I am pretty excited for it. Uh, can you play games? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You can do literally whatever. It's like your, it's like your screen, your phone screen. What's the connection though? USB-C or HDMI? Because HDMI unlocks a lot more potential. I guess you could probably adapt it either way. They did not say it's probably likely going to be USB-C, I assume, because so that it connects with your phones. Um, And TCL hmm. is not selling it as an indi- in individual product as well. Uh, they're going to sell it with like some services, and they're going to partner with some other company. They didn't say which company, but I guess in like in I'm theorizing like for example, like they partner with I don't know like a like a subscription service. So saying they partner with in Canada Crave, that'd be kind of cool too. You just it just has like an easy access to Crave. You get your Crave subscription if you don't already have one. And bam, I don't know. I like the idea of someone like, yeah, I like the idea of having a house with like no TV and like inviting people over and be like, all right, we're going to watch a movie. And then it's like, what? And just like hand out these sunglasses and people are just like putting them on. You're just sitting in like a all white room patio furniture. Like just yeah, nothing. That'd be so but cool. Got these, like, I would love that. Sunglasses that kind of look like those ones that, oh, what's his name? There's a rapper that sings still brazy. Is that it? Anyone's radar? Ah, uh, okay. No idea. Our listeners don't know either, man. <laughs> Someone's gonna know. They're gonna. I hope so. If you know who sings "Still Brazy," tweet me. What's his name? Ah, oh, 
I'm going to remember. I'll keep you guys posted as I remember throughout the pod. Okay, I, Pat, I'll talk about yeah, my stuff got? pretty quickly. It, it's nothing incredibly exciting. Um, I like cases, so I think it's fascinating when a case company that makes smartphone cases moves on to do something else. So Otterbox is now making accessories for the Xbox, and some of them are pretty crazy. So one's one's a smartphone clip, but it's like not your normal smartphone clip. There's like several articulating pieces on it, and it like extends really really far it's quite strange um and then the other thing that's even weirder is they're selling uh what's they're calling it like a controller shell that has rubberized grips so it's like a skin that you put over top of your xbox one controller to add more grip to it even though the xbox one controller already has rubberized grips kind of wonder if they did like didn't do adequate market research on that product or something because it doesn't make any (laughs) sense well that's a an emergency alert Wow, um, it's like they oh, wow. saw that the uh, like elite controller came with a case, and they were like, "Oh, we make cases." It's like Otterbox, you guys. Like we wanted you back when AirPod Max were coming out. We're like, we need this case. We need a case for yeah. other things. But yeah, I, the question that I like about this is, where do we stop now? You know, like can we get cases for everything? Keyboard case, mouse. I would case. love cases for everything. Uh, I wish that I could just be in a case. You know. Yeah. Otterbox level warranties on anything would be awesome. To be honest, Otterbox is <laughs> the best warranty. Case. Is it still as good as it used to be? Does anyone know? I think it's still the same, like the the I lifetime warranty. Because yeah. I used to break Otterbox cases all the time. Um, yeah. I think it was when I had an HTC Desire HD. Part of it was wow. just part of the case was just thin, and it would um, it would break, and I would just email them and be like, "I need a new one," and they would send me one, and then I would have to send the old one back. And I like got probably almost ten cases from them yeah i think my mom i remember back when she had like an iphone 4 or 4s or something uh went through like two or three and they just like kept replacing them where they would like be like the rubber part they like covers the lightning port break they would just like send a new rubber part yeah it was really great always been a fan of the otterbox warranty but like i said i haven't tested it out in since the iphone 4 era so we'll see and then the the only other thing that um, I thought was was neat is we're starting to see uh, MagSafe accessories now. MagSafe so, pop sockets came out. Yeah, I saw that. I got to look into them a little more. So the thing that I saw that was really cool was a Belkin MagSafe charger. It's expensive. Belkin products are often expensive on their own, and they're even more expensive in Canada. Um, but it's neat because it like makes the phone float above your desk on this little stand. Seemed like an interesting concept. And I think I, I know there's there's other companies that are making MagSafe chargers, but this is one of the first that um, I think has come to market. So it's cool to see third party companies finally taking advantage of MagSafe because I know it has limitations and it's not perfect, but the, I think there's some interesting opportunities um, to do neat things with the technology. I'm a newly iPhone 12 Pro user. Should I get something with MagSafe? Depends. Like, what what would you get? Like a case? Probably a charger of some sort. I feel like the MagSafe, case, MagSafe cases are a racket, right? Like, what's there yeah, really is nothing cases, extra that they add to the phone. The cases aren't worth it, but I think in this in in the context of a charger, um, it might be just because it like locks it specifically in place, and you know that it's charging. You don't have to like shift it around. Mm, um, I, I have the, had that instance. I find that the iPhone. Um, like to charge it perfectly on a on a charger, like a, a wireless charger, seems a little bit more difficult than it would be like it is, um, yeah. other phones. I've noticed. Yeah, I think that's part of why Apple did the whole MagSafe thing. Like, I know it's not great, and there's issues with charging speeds, but 
it does solve that problem of needing to locate exactly where you have to place the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, at yeah, least. It, it honestly seems like the coolest MagSafe accessory. Yeah, like the pop socket and the wallet are cool, but I don't trust them to stay on in my pocket that much. But like, What's it the pop the socket? It's just like a pop socket with a, a larger base so it can kind of fit on the top and bottom like vertical magnet so it won't like spin around. Um, and it magnetically it's... attaches to the phone. Yeah, basically. That's um, cool. But yeah, the uh, the MagSafe chargers, I think Aki came out with one that kind of just looks exactly like Apple's. But I seem, I feel like those are the best ones, you know? Like I would love to be able to just kind of like glide my phone over, snap into the charger and just put it down as opposed to like put it over there on the pad and then, yeah. uh, no, get yeah, just just adjust yeah i reached reached out to them so i'll I'll write about it for the site um at some point uh but yeah it it does seem pretty cool yeah Um, so yeah let's we're 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 uh 40 minutes into the podcast and we haven't talked about the biggest announcements so uh let's get into the samsung stuff so we're gonna handle this part of the podcast panel style sort of similar to what we did with the cs section just section just because we have so many voices on the podcast this week uh but i'll just set the stage these phones have been leaked so much, so I'm sure a lot of listeners already know a lot about the S21 series, but um, I'll, I'll recap pricing and some other stuff just for uh, to place them in context of the Canadian market. So um, there's three phones. We'll talk about the Ultra first. The Galaxy S21 Ultra um, is available in Phantom Black and Phantom Silver. I love these random names that companies come up with. Thank Samsung's you. are always the wackiest. It's so like bad. they just pick pick a word, put it before the color, you know, mystic, That's, phantom, always aura, for that. whatever. Yeah, Google's are funny. Um, so the 128 gig variant uh, of the Ultra cost $1,649, and the 256 gig version cost $1,719, and the 512 gig version costs $1,889. So... It's a pricey phone all around, and there's some interesting things going on with the pricing this year that I'm sure Dean will talk about a little later. He, Can I we say just put one up an interesting. Thing? Yeah, go ahead. Carrier pricing for the Ultra is insane, outright. Uh, so you just How much is it? Sixteen forty nine ninety nine for the base S twenty one Ultra. Um, yeah. Bell has it twenty fifty, like two thousand and fifty dollars for just the How base. How can they do that outright? No clue. That's an extra four hundred dollars. I think they do it so that the financing options look better. Yeah, 100%. But it's insane. Sorry to cut you off. That was just... I no, I, cool. I recently saw that, and I was just like, what? Yeah. Um, and then, so I'll, I'll just keep going through the phones. Then we have the S21 um, that's available in Phantom Pick, Pink and Phantom Violet, uh, Phantom White and Phantom Gray. This is the first time that we've gotten all the colors in Canada, which is a little unusual. Usually we only get certain colors um the 128 gig version costs 1129 the 256 gig version costs 1199 and i don't think we got all the colors yeah i was gonna say did i not say no we did no they're more announced that they're just not coming here no we we got all the colors even the red one one that we definitely are not getting the brown one we have that that oh okay oh it's only available at samsung experience stores so those are custom I colors see. they have they called them um which is why they didn't get that's why they didn't, they weren't shared with us before um oh, but okay. yeah uh there's phantom 
uh, for brown, the, red. For the Ultra, it's like Phantom Navy, Phantom Brown, Phantom Titanium, and Phantom something else. And then and they have the weird S21. like carbon fiber camera bumps. Yeah, as and well. Then for the that S21 I would like to point out, terrible. Plus, uh, which Pat hasn't gotten to yet, but alongside it's Phantom Violet and Phantom Black and Phantom Silver. It comes in Phantom Gold and Phantom red but only from samsung and you have to do like some custom stuff it might be worth uh us covering that because I, I had no idea i added it to my availability post um, okay and i haven't gotten to the other ones yet oh it might even be worth like breaking it out i i they did do some custom like bezel stuff in the past but i think this is the first time that i've i've heard of um no, they, they have done exclusive colors at the Samsung yeah, store. That yeah, they did year. for the Fold as well. The fold okay, cool. Came in extra colors. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just finish the pricing. Uh, the uh, I think, did I, I went through the pricing for the S21, right? Yeah. No, we stopped S21. you on the colors. No, S21 Plus, you got the next. Okay, S21 pricing, S21 Plus pricing. Okay, so it's the, the Plus, the bigger version, costs 1399 for the 128 gig and the 256 gig variant cost 1469 um phantom violet phantom silver and phantom black and then dean just mentioned the other two um exclusive samsung store colors yeah phantom red and phantom gold um it's worth noting for some reason that's 21 256 gig does not seem to be available anywhere i've seen except for samsung store Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Interesting. Where's the like Danny Phantom exclusive color scheme? <laughs> that would be so cool. Black and oh, white. Oh, I'm glad that landed. I was nervous. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I love Yeah, that. it would be glow in the dark. Yeah. Aww. That'd be And incredible. then the other stuff that we saw revealed was uh, a smart tag, which is just Samsung's take on a tile. Uh, I may write about it at some point in the future, but I didn't see anything particularly exciting about it. It just seems to work exactly like a tile. And then the Galaxy Buds Pro, which I'll be reviewing for the site, I think actually by the time um, uh, you hear this podcast, the review will be live. Um, So I can sort of talk about my opinion of them and a quick synopsis of the review briefly before we get into the phones. They're fine. Before you get into that, sorry, I just wanted to say, wouldn't the the Samsung smart tag technically not work as well as the tile? Because the whole thing is based on having a number of people using Bluetooth to form the map. It's all crowdsourced, right? But Tile th- would have way more users because it works on every phone, whereas the Samsung one only works with Samsung phones. I think that that could happen, but I also think that Samsung phones are very popular, and I believe the device takes advantage of the Bluetooth signal from Samsung Samsung phones as well. So it may have like a similar network to Tile, I don't know that that'll be something to test out when I like actually sit down and use it, whether or not um, it's always detectable. Mm. 
No, John's right though. The market share is worth looking into, like just seeing if there's like more tiles or more Samsung phones. Because, a like only certain Samsung phones are going to support Samsung this feature, phones. but not every Samsung phone is going to support it. Right? It's only going to be Samsung phones no, for the last just few the years. Ones. Yeah. And uh, tiles are cheap and have been out for a long time. Then again, I do not see very many tiles in the wild, but they're cheap no, and I been never, out for years. So who knows? Seen. Yeah, you're right. I have one. I have a ton. Did you lose it? What happened? Great company. No, no, no. no. I, have, I have three. I have three. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine losing you lost it. <laughs> That'd be great. It's like, oh no. So the the Buds Pro, um, like I was saying, there's nothing particularly exciting about them. This is I, I've described them as Samsung's first like high end earbuds, which isn't necessarily true because you have the Galaxy Buds Live. Um, they have active noise canceling. The active noise canceling is pretty damn good. The sound quality is also good. It's basically Samsung's version of the AirPods Pro. My two big issues with uh, the Buds Pro are, one, I find them incredibly uncomfortable. Like, I can't keep them in my ears for very long. Really? Uh, and the, you know how they, these earbuds have vents now to kind of, mm. like, get rid of that pressurized feeling that some people get when they put in in-ear earbuds? Um that vent does nothing for me. It doesn't do anything. I, they're probably one of the most uncomfortable pairs of earbuds that I've I've ever put in my Which ears. Which is crazy f- for listeners because you love the Galaxy like live. So in comparison to like their last one they exactly, launched, yeah. you would think that this one would obviously be more comfortable. Like you, you would some that. that comes down to like the design, right? Like the yeah. fact that the the beans just like sit in your ears and these like burrow into your ears. So I get all, I get into it in the review. I know we want to talk about the phone, so I won't take up any more time with this, but um, I do think that they're, they're impressive technically, just the comfort factor kind of, kind of ruins them to me to, an yeah, extent, to some extent. They yeah, the first one... big name company to put two speaker drivers in an earbud, right? So, I mean, there's got to be some sort of like above them. Like it has to add something, right? I mean, I haven't tried them, but I'd assume. They sound good. They sound great. I, I describe them as sounding um, pretty much on par with other high-end earbuds that I've, I've played around with, like the AirPods Pro or uh, the the Pixel Buds, like the new ones, the wireless ones. They, there's there's nothing wrong with them. It's just really the comfort that um, kind of is the most disappointing aspect of them, um, at least for me. But uh, let, let, let's get to the phones. Uh, I, I just I know that we we literally just watched the event. We had a lot of this information um, ahead of time, so we've we've been able to sit with it for a while. I guess I'll start this off with you, John. What did you think of the lineup? Like, is this something that you would any of these phones? Would you recommend any of them to any of your friends? If you if you didn't work in this industry, would you pick up one of these Samsung phones? Uh, nope. I would not, Um, but I've just never really been a big fan of Samsung phones in general. I much prefer the stock Android interface or like the Googleified Android interface that you would get on a Pixel device. Um, So I've always kind of just avoided Samsung phones for that reason. Um, But putting that aside, I do think these are very nice devices. The hardware looks really nice. Um, Some people might be kind of bummed out about some of the quote-unquote downgrades uh, compared to last year's S20 line. But to me, it looks like Samsung just kind of cut out all the superfluous junk that I didn't care about uh, and has provided a more focused uh, experience that's a little bit cheaper than what the S20 line was. Because a lot of people were upset that the S20s were so expensive. So pretty much across the board, uh, S21 devices are $100 to $200 cheaper 
than their S20 counterparts. And yeah, there's some things where it's like, if you have an S20, there's no point getting an S21 because you're literally going to be losing out on features. But for me, those things don't matter. So if I were trying to choose today between an S21 or an S20, I'd probably get the S21 unless there was a crazy deal on the S20. Dean, what about you? Um, would I get an S21? I would get, if I was, if I was a, just a normal consumer, I'd probably get the Ultra. Um, just because, and like, really? Over, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. Cause there's so many other phones that you could possibly get. Like if I was a regular consumer, I would buy the Fold. The Fold's a lot of money. So let's go down from that. I You're like the only get... person that has that answer. I know. Yeah. And then going down from that, I would then get the S21 Ultra. Um, go and buy our current phones that are currently on the market. Why? Um, because compared to the S20 Ultra, it is, it is actually um, better in most in if it's not the same, if it's, it doesn't have a similar spec, like battery wise, it's, it's the exact same. But if it's not the same, it's better, like better processor. Um, Fair enough. And that's better, supposedly better camera experience. So I would definitely go with that. Not saying that anyone else in the world should, because uh, right, it is sixteen forty nine, one twenty eight for one hundred twenty eight gigs, and without an SD card, because they got rid of that this time around, um, like SD card slot. So. Like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't do the S21 Plus or S21 um, just because they are the downgrades from S20. And I'm sure if you wanted an S20 Plus, which was my favorite phone last year, um, that would probably be – it's probably more affordable now. What do you mean and, by downgrades compared to the S20, though? So, I mean, in sense of RAM, is there's less RAM – there is a lower disp- uh, resolution, like pixel resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a there's one less camera, which I mean, a lot of people do without the uh, a lot of people do without the the like um, bokeh camera, like the depth camera. But I personally oh. have always enjoyed it. Um, the only upgrades this year are the fingerprint sensor for the s21 plus is supposed to be a little bit bigger so it should be a lot easier to find and the battery is bigger for the 20, s21 plus which has a 48,000 4800 million battery compared to the 45 as last year and if we're even looking at the s21 the back is plastic like it's like galaxy note quality plastic like uh, mm-hmm. uh note 20 uh, which wasn't horrible wasn't great for especially for that amount of money um so they're definitely they actually downgrades. talked about it they talked about that during the presentation and like emphasized that it like they, they placed emphasis on it like it was a good thing they also placed emphasis on the phone being black so <laughs> um, uh unpopular opinion glass back phones suck give me plastic every day just gonna throw that out there i don't know I, how i feel i'm about on the it. fence like, for that yeah <laughs> I, I I like so I like matte matte glass backs. I like yes, that. Me too. Yeah, matte matte glass is nice. Which is what the S twenty one plus and the S twenty one ultra have. And the Note twenty. And the Note twenty ultra. I don't but, know. I've uh, broken a few glass backs and it's not really worth the hassle. 
that's that's exactly my point. As someone who yeah. hates cases uh, and the feeling of most glass back phones, with the exception of matte glass, but even with matte, there's very few devices that have done matte well enough that I'm like, this is good. Um, like the Pixel 3 and Pixel 4 matte glass, superb. Very nice. Um, but yeah, just like glass breaks so easily. I'd rather have a plastic phone. That's one less part of the phone that has glass on it. So if I drop it, uh, it's less Fair. likely to break. I it's think cheaper. Yeah. for paying the amount of money you pay, though, you should get it. Like in in the States, the S21 is $799. Yeah, the bigger that issue is, here is the S21 is way – it's punching above its weight class in price only. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. So if plastic back, $799, that is fine in my opinion. Yeah. Perfect, in fact. Uh, plastic back for 1000 129 is pushing it in my opinion even the the 1080p um, screen at that price is is pushing it too exactly 100 yeah. percent. okay yeah, you're right yeah. i i get like i yeah i get a lot of your points you're saying i'm glad that you clarified them because you're right those distinctions between the last year phones and this year phones are things that a lot of people aren't going to notice but are weird that samsung a like they did drop the price a little but not enough for the things that they dropped i think is that kind of what you're so, saying so Dean, just to to like make it make it clear for for listeners, other than the size, is there a difference between the S twenty one and the S twenty one plus? Uh, so there's that. Uh, so the plastic back we were just talking about, the S twenty one plus, yeah, glass. Okay. The um, there is the bigger battery. You get four thousand eight hundred. The battery size, all right. Great, in my opinion. There's ultra. Uh, there's also ultra wideband on the S twenty one plus. And oh, okay. the S21 doesn't have it either. Um, um, does the S21 Plus also have a 1080p screen? Because you would argue it would look it slightly worse does. being a stretched. You know, its pixel density would be less. It does have less. Uh, it has point. a 1080 and the less pixel density as well. That's correct. And then when you throw the Ultra into that mix, what what specific upgrades does the Ultra offer over the other two phones? So you, this for me is an upgrade. For a lot of other people, it's not. But uh, that's uh, the S21 Ultra it actually has a curved display, which okay. I love. A lot of people don't like that, though. Um, it also has more uh, RAM, I, obviously. Yes, it has the 12 gigs of RAM or 16 gigs of RAM, which I don't understand why Samsung went with 8 for the S21 Plus and S21, but whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it also has the 120 hertz display that can be it can use be used with the higher resolution. So to clarify, S21 and S21 Plus both have 120 hertz displays. Um, but this is the S21 Ultra. It's the first time Samsung's been able to have the 120 hertz display work with a higher screen resolution. Usually, when you okay. when you flip up to the one. 20 hertz display it gets pushed down to FHD plus um, your resolution. So this is a, that's a plus for them as well. Um, Works the, with the S Pen too, right? I always forget about that because to me, who cares? But uh, yeah, yeah I don't care either. But it but <laughs> no, it is it, notable, right? Because it's the first S series phone to work with an S Pen, and I know that it's like not. It doesn't. It, it's not capable of doing everything that the Note is. Uh, like some of the Bluetooth features uh, that are powered by Bluetooth don't work, like air gestures, that sort of thing. But it does. The, you, have the actual, buy, you have to buy the S Pen yeah. Plus. 
Yeah, there's there's two. Is that what they talk to it? Yeah, there's two. What? It's a basic S Pen for the drawers, the doodlers, and then there's the S Pen Plus for the people that like uh, remote camera shutters for their Galaxy phones. Sounds like a streaming subscription. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, it's the S Pen Plus isn't out yet. They didn't say when it would come out, but I think that obviously the S Pen because it's just an S Pen. Uh, It's just like is it is it S Pen Plus or S Pen Pro? I don't. Know. I think it might. I think it might have been pro. unclear. Yeah. Yeah. I. Who knows? It was the Either S Pen way, for business boys. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I guess that like you, if you if you want to opt for air dressers, you might want to wait for the S Pen Pro or Plus. Um, air dressers but, are definitely integral to a smartphone experience. Yeah, that yeah, one person I mean, out there waiting on the air dressers. We got you. It's coming, twenty twenty one, baby. <laughs> Uh, like I never, I had the Note Twenty, and I and I also had the Note Twenty Ultra for, at some point, and I never ever touched the S Pen. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, 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 I review Samsung tablets where I would argue the S Pen is like more <laughs> integral, and I still don't really use it. Like it works really well for drawing, and Alex kind of tests that stuff out for me. But like it's just on a day to day, like air gestures and all that kind of stuff, it's like not using it. When I want to draw and like do stuff, it's handy, but None of those uh, like plus or pro features have ever really integrated into my workflow. But the underlying thing here, I think that's important to note is that this likely means that the note series is days are, are numbered to some Thank extent. God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're but all okay like, with that. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, supposedly rumor has it. Um, Cause I'm the rumor guy um, that the fold that one of the folds will have an S pen slot. Um, in the future, um, cool. yeah. and that will be yeah, that's, that's been rumored. That's been rumored for a while, but I think the last thing I heard about it was that they were having some sort of difficulty making it work with the folding with the displays. Display. Yes, uh, that is a fact. Um, I hear new rumors; they figured it out, <laughs> and that's why they. That's why this is the year for them to get rid of the note, which is why they have S Pen with the S Twenty One Ultra, and they'll have it with the full. No more notes, which is uh, less things for us to review, and which is not. I won't want to say great, but with the note, the note there's like barely much of a difference between the S twenty one and the note nowadays. So it's kind of like a. I, I often do our note ultra review, and before that existed, I would I was just doing the note review, and like I like the phone, I've always liked it, but every single year it's always the same thing that I keep saying is like this could exist without the S pen. It does exist. And it's the S 20 ultra. Exactly. Yeah, it does. That's ex- what yeah. it is now. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it's expensive. Uh, yeah. The note so there is weirdly expensive. Yeah. I think, I think um, we've covered a lot of stuff about the phones. There's a few other things wait, that I wanted, I wanted to touch on. Um, I didn't get to so, say if I would buy the phone or not. I'm going to ask you later. Look, okay. look at the document. <laughs> no, well, it's in wrong. the document up there. <laughs> I had you listed up there too. I know we touched on this briefly, but John and Dean, I was hoping that you guys could shed some light on why you think like, like the pricing, like the pricing in some ways it's weird. Dean, you wrote about this. It's, it's more expensive um, than what the Canadian dollar is currently valued at. Like it's not a direct exchange rate, but the phones are also cheaper than they were last year. Can you just talk a little bit about why you think that is? Dean, do you want to go uh, first? 
I would like you to go first, but quick question. There is no Snapdragon <laughs> 875, right? It's mm, only Snapdragon no. 888. Okay, so a lot yeah. of the carrier sites say that the S21 supports the uh, 875, and I just wanted to make sure that... It was a mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sam- Samsung sent out the Did wrong mis- spec yeah. information. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No worries. I, I can go first. Um, yeah, so... When you directly compare the specs, like I, I have an article up on Mobile Serp right now that puts the S20 and S21, the S21 Plus and S20 Plus and the S20 Ultra and S21 Ultra side by side. So you can compare the specs and literally go down like piece by piece, you know, display, processor, RAM and compare everything. And there's like small differences that I would argue like the 1080p screen versus the 1440p screen. Um, and you know, the Snapdragon 888 versus last year's Snapdragon 865 and 12 gigs of Ram versus eight gigs of Ram. Like there's all these minor differences, which I guess if you add them all up would eventually lead to that price difference. But it, it's weird because it feels like what was cut is simultaneously not enough to justify the the amount that the price has dropped, but also not enough to justify the, the price that the phone is. What I mean by that I, is like with the S with the S20 and the S21, for example, it's the S21 is uh, $120, I believe. Um, cheaper than the... Uh, yeah, it's, it's $120 cheaper than the S20. And... Um, the only really real difference is the 1080p screen, the newer Snapdragon, and the eight gigs of RAM. And everything else between the two devices is basically identical. Um, and it's just like those two changes to me don't really add up to $120 cheaper, but also the phone is still so expensive that those drawbacks, I guess, feel unfair. Like if I'm spending over a grand on a smartphone, I'd want better than a 1080p screen and i want more ram than that's fair. eight gigs so well, and it's it also kind of fair because in this really awkward position we know they're cheaper next door you know they yeah what pat was yeah. saying like the exchange rate isn't the same like if you took the exchange rate on the price of the us s21 it would be still be cheaper than what we have in canada mm-hmm. dean what are your what are your thoughts uh, sorry, oh, oh, I was gonna say I can pretend to be Dean. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of curious now, and I wish I thought of this before, but to try and figure out what were the prices of S20 in the states. So there's when they launched, it was nine ninety nine. Okay, so there's only two hundred dollars difference. It's about the same. Okay, um, no, these these prices are kind of in. I don't want to say insane, insane, but I don't see see the S twenty FE came out and it was nine forty nine. It was like nine forty nine or something. Yeah, it was exactly nine forty nine, and it's down to seven sixty five. I just checked it. I was curious. That's a good price. But like, yeah, I don't great see like if I was a if I was a consumer, other than the 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 processor, which I mean processors. An eight sixty five. You won't. I don't think you like a like a regular. I don't think even I would notice the difference between an eight sixty five and eight eighty eight. I haven't used an eight eighty eight, so uh, maybe it's mind blowing. 
But I don't see why I would go and buy a S twenty um one versus S twenty FE, which is came out, it was cheaper, it's now cheaper, or previous versions. It's kind of weird that uh Samsung made these phones at like it's kind of weird that Samsung's selling these phones at this price because it's not really there's no reason to. These phones are a kind of boring and b overpriced. Like why? I don't. It's a weird move on Samsung's part, but I still think consumers will buy it anyways because it's a newer phone. So I guess they know what they're doing. Yeah. I was just gonna I, say I OnePlus gonna... does the same thing. The uh, exchange rate isn't even. It's cheaper, a lot cheaper in the states yes. than it is in Canada because of the exchange. Rate. I think. And... I think that's a pretty common thing when you compare uh, the price of something in Canada to in the U.S. It's usually you have the exchange rate factor, and then there's usually like an extra amount of money on top of that. That's I don't know the Canadian tax, if you will. Gotta pay for that official language packaging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. And this is, I'm saying this, but this is only about the S21 and the S21 Plus. Um, well, this is especially about the S21, uh, also about the S21 Plus. But the S21 Ultra went down in price versus the S20 Ultra. And it is a better phone. All I don't see, I personally don't see... Any differences, like any major differences that would consider, like someone be like, well, I would prefer the S twenty Ultra. Um, so that's cool, at least. Um, there is no MS something like the mag. So I forgot what it's called. I shared it with John earlier today. Um, oh yeah, the the NFC thing, but not NFC, yeah. the other one. The yeah, so it's it, magnetic strip, the magnetic strip, something. something. Yeah, MST. So there's no MST on the uh, the S21 series, but he but for us Canadians, that actually doesn't really matter because we have NS, NFC literally every almost everywhere. Uh, where where the, uh, MST was more important it was in the states where they were slowly starting to use NFC in places. Um, so, I mean, that can be a reason for a bit of the price drop for the S21 Ultra versus the S20 Ultra, but uh, otherwise, I don't... Uh, and no micro SD card slot, I guess, as well. Um, which brings no, me to, my, like... Which brings me to, like, you're really getting the S20 Ultra... I mean, S21, sorry, like, the that base model... And it doesn't even have, like, you can't even expand memory. I don't know. It's very weird on Samsung's part. I am no way trying to, like, say that these aren't great phones. I, unlike John, like, I love Samsung like, phones. And I, uh, not unlike John, but I love Samsung's like, UI and stuff. I really enjoy One UI. Um, it's, it's so much better than TouchBase. And uh, so I would never be like, don't buy a Samsung phone. But it's more like, don't buy the S21 because you're wasting your money. Oh, I actually have a really funny story about telling someone not to buy a Samsung phone. That happened to me the other day, if, if I can squeeze it in real quick. Yeah, squeeze Do it. In. Uh, Do it. Basically, my friend's girlfriend messaged me and she was like, hey, I know you're into phones. Like, I'm trying to buy a phone. What should I get? And I didn't catch it until about 30, 45 minutes later. 
Um, and I was like, oh, I'd stay away from this and I'd stay away from this. Uh, I'd go towards the pixels. Like John said, I like the stock interface. I, and then specifically outlined a few things I don't like about Samsung phones. And she's like, oh, that's the one I bought. And I was like, okay, well, it'll probably be a pretty good phone. You're going to enjoy that. See you never. What did she buy? buy? What phone? It was one of the, what are the mid range ones? They're not the A series, are they? Is it yeah, the A series? The mid range ones. A50 They're or pretty A70. Good phones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A51, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good phones. Um, mid-range ones like, are pretty good but also there's mid-range pixels in that price and some other things i don't of course, know like yeah. yeah that's true um uh, but yeah i was uh, like i didn't get enough time to explain myself not in this conversation in that conversation and she bought the samsung and i look like an asshole so fun times be uh before we we move on bennett um i know you're not necessarily a samsung guy like what you literally just said <laughs> but if you're taking if you're taking your your journalist blogger hat off and you yeah. had to pick up one of these phones. Like you walked into a carrier store and they held a gun to your head and they were like, you can only buy a Samsung phone and it has to be one of the S21 smartphones. Which one of the three would you lean more towards? With um, with the, keeping in mind the fact that like money is is still like a thing. Like you're buy, you're actually yeah. buying the phone. Yeah, Very they've realistic, gun to uh, my head and they've also here. got a gun to my credit card. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I think I'd go with the basic S21. I mean, I don't, Dean keeps bringing up the micro SD card slot, but 128 gigs is more than enough space for me. I've never filled a phone with that. Um, so the S21 is probably where I'm going to go, I think. You know, I, right now I'm using the OnePlus Nord that didn't come out in Canada uh, just because I like its like screen size being smaller than a lot of the other phones I have. Um, so I think I'm kind of leaning towards the S21 for that like small screen size, the like somewhat affordable price tag, I guess. That's fair. To, uh, put it through a carrier. Um, you know, you're still getting like the good cameras, decent Samsung stuff. It's not a giant phone. Um, but I honestly, so people keep talking about like Samsung put these phones out in the COVID era, they chopped the prices, blah, blah, blah. Obviously that stuff didn't really get reflected in Canada as well as the States, but we kind of already hinted at it, but I'm kind of waiting for the S21 FE, you know, I'm kind of hoping they come up with another yeah. one and then they cut it's coming. these corners even more, you know? But if you drop it below $1,000, I forgive the 1080p screen. I forgive the plastic back. I forgive all these other things. And that's, I would be much more willing to recommend like a phone of that level, you know? Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about with, with the S21 series or anything you think we didn't touch on? Dean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking to you for this one yeah. just because you did two, most of our coverage of the phones. Two things. Um, uh, I've been studying right now. I've just been looking over the GSM compare um, sheet for the S21 Ultra versus the S20 Ultra. And um, randomly, there's fast charging is only at 25 watt fast charging for the S21 Ultra compared to the S20 Ultra, which was um, 45 watt. Um, I don't think that makes much of a difference. Um, I've been trying to figure out why the phone's cheaper. I don't think it makes much of a difference, but that's just uh, something to note, you're going to be charging a little slower um, if you have an S21 Ultra um, and then comparing it to the S20 Ultra. And also, I guess cameras, we should, I guess we should touch on cameras and space zoom if you would like. Yeah, sure. Space zoom is stupid, um, but I did hear during the presentation and obviously like in our briefings that the phone's now going to have 10 times optical. Mm-hmm. Which it is impressive. Will. Like, that's cool. Yeah, it matches with uh, Huawei's... Uh, their phone names are so... Uh, Huawei Mate 40 Pro 
Plus, I think that's what that matches with. And the that's P3 the actual name of a Pro That can't be Plus. a real name. I think that's that. the name. Um, oh, <laughs> I think those are the only two Huawei phones with 10 times optical. Um, the other ones have five, I'm pretty sure. Um, looking back at the S20 Ultra, uh, according to GSM, and that's because that's what I have up right now, it only had four times optical. Um, so I think you had posed this question to me once, and I do think uh, the, the zoom capabilities should be a lot better with the S21 Ultra, just because they now have, uh, in comparison to the S20 Ultra, they have now have two telephoto cameras. Like there's the periscope one, which is okay. zoom. And but and then there's also another 10 megapixel one, um, which is also just a, another dedicated telephoto camera with three times zoom. Um, both of these ones have OIS as well. In theory, they should work together and create some stable uh, shots. Um, in theory, hopefully, because I, I remember looking at the S20 ultra space zoom i remember when you were showing us examples and it was was so bad (laughs) yeah the phone has to be locked on a tripod to take zoom shots no even even like it it didn't matter it was just like it was like one of those things that samsung used to add to their phones five years ago just to put a bullet on the box like saying that it's a new feature it was just dumb like it looked okay up to 30 but after that it didn't produce a picture that you would want to post anywhere but like Mm -hmm. also on that note dean do all three phones support 10 times optical or is it only oh. specific S21 models? It's only the only an ultra. Yeah. Only the ultra. Okay. Yeah. The other ones I'd have to look uh, one sec. I think it, they only do like three times zoom. Oh that would God. make sense. No, that's not even true. Uh, they do three times hybrid zoom. That's unimpressive. <laughs> so it's it's probably somewhere in the range of like two we'll we'll have like we'll have coverage like on the on the site later this week like i'm doing the ultra review not later this week probably next week i think i'm doing the ultra review we're still waiting on review units of the uh s21 and the s21 plus but um we'll we'll have all of these phones broken down and in, 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 in individual reviews over the next couple of weeks for sure yeah um <laughs> so excited so yeah I, I think that's a good place to wrap it up uh let's let's talk really briefly about the uh things that we are playing right now in terms of video games so i i can kick it off i've been playing a game called trail makers i was i was off for a really long time i took like an extra week after the holidays and I only discovered this game in like the, what's up? Before you describe it, can I just like throw a, a, what I've seen the half of the trailer and I want to describe it as? Go ahead. (laughs) It's Spore for trucks. Spore. It kind of is (laughs) in a way from what I remember of Spore. (laughs) That's Um, incredible. It's on, it's on Game Pass. I've been playing it on the Xbox Series X. It's a game that I never thought I would pay attention to or be into. It's, like my my initial reaction to it when my my brother brought it to my attention because he was gonna play it with my uh, nephew was like this is like a a kids game for lack of a better way to describe it because it's in the same vein as like Minecraft or Roblox or those games that encourage world building but there's a specific mode in it um, where you're just stranded on a planet and you have to build vehicles and 
the progression is super addictive where you get like a different part for your car and it instantly changes how it handles. And then you slowly move into building boats and then you move into building submarines and you get different parts and each part has an instant, um, there's like an instant cause and reaction that you can see when you add something to your car. Like you get new tires that have like spikes on them and you suddenly have more grip or you're building a sub and you can't steer it very well, but then you get these paddles and you program the paddles to move in a specific direction. There's like, it's like all these little things that, that build up to make um, a very interesting experience in a game that I never thought I would spend time playing, but I have, I haven't played it much this week, but I have something insane logged in it. That's like close to 80 hours, which uh, for anyone who knows my video game habits is, is kind of like, that's unusual. I would never, I would never normally do that. Not in one week. Wow. No, it was like, yeah, it was crazy. That is a lot. It's crazy. Um, Yeah. The way that you uh, describe it, Pat, is kind of reminiscent of one of the games that I've been playing this week, um, which is Factorio. Uh, I've talked about it on this before. I made a return to it. Uh, You build a giant factory, but it's got a very similar progression system to what you're talking about, where as you kind of build out your factory, you unlock new tools that can completely change how your factory is. and it's just this really neat progression where you would like just have to keep building new pieces for your factory and then yeah. build pieces to build pieces for you. And it's, it's really neat. Um, it's very so I've been playing a little bit of that again. Uh, and I've also been working my way through doom eternal cause it's been on Xbox game pass. Uh, the doom nice. 2016 was fun. Doom eternal is also fun, but with a bunch of extra stuff, like upgrade stuff that you get throughout the game. That's nah. I could take it or leave it. Um, but the core gameplay is fun and that's what I'm here for. Nice. Nice. Um, well, I was going to say like, um, I thought that for a second, I thought they were machine games and they're doing the Indiana Jones games, but that's the Wolfenstein guys. So never mind. Uh, but I'll go next, I guess. I just, I got the VR headset for flight simulator stuff. So I've been trying to get back into flight simulator. Uh, still very, very hard. Um, but I've also been playing like games like Super Hot and Beat Saber, and just like really, really enjoying them. VR is a blast. Super Hot's great. Yeah, it's so fun. Punched many a hole in my wall by accident. No, really? I'm not so not like scared. a real hole, but I've dented I've dented my wall several times, and I've like made marks on my desk that aren't erasable because like my my workspace it's big. It's a room, obviously, but I have like stuff everywhere. So in terms yeah, of my I'm desk, super... so it's, it's hard to play VR super scared of like breaking the controllers yeah because it's like you don't know and you just like bang them off stuff all the time like yeah uh but yeah that's basically what i'm playing and then watch dogs a little bit again just to get ready for some stuff i do work watch for it nice dean what about you i have been playing so i just finished my first run of cyberpunk um a lot of fun i enjoyed it a lot uh game crashed multiple times so i i play a lot of Bloodborne, uh dark souls likes games and often i'll have to like stop um, playing when it, the game gets too like challenging and take a breather and try again um for cyberpunk it was like that but with crashes i'd have to it'd be like it crashed way too many times tonight and i'll have to take a breather and play something else and try again um but i, I got through the i got through my first run i enjoyed it a lot i'm gonna go back into it and rp as a samurai but i've also really been getting into a lot for the last two days uh, a game called temtem um, which is a Pokemon-like game, uh, and it's so much f- more difficult than Pokemon, 
which I love because I I am a huge Pokemon fan, but I've been finding the most recent games very easy and too easy, in fact. Yeah, because um, you're you're an adult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this game uh, is definitely a lot more challenging. And uh, a character, an NPC, was like, "Yeah, my husband and I." And we were like, "Whoa, gays in games." Um, <laughs> so that's nice. cool too. Um, and yeah. I'm. Uh, I've decided I'm going to play Cyberpunk when the the next gen update comes out. That's, okay, screw that I'm and play Temp. I'm not touching it. Yeah, what? That's so far away from now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've decided I'm going to play Cyberfall. Yeah, I'm fine. I've decided I'm going to play right. Cyberpunk when uh, it either goes on sale for like seventy or eighty percent off, or it shows up on Xbox Game Pass, whichever happens first. No, Pat, yeah. play Temtem instead. It's on PS5. It's cheaper than Cyberpunk. And it's just the Pokemon game you've always wanted. All the names, all the Temtems have stupid names, though, which is Are you telling Pat he can walk around and take pictures of everything in Temtem? Oh, no, I forgot. I forgot about Pokemon. That's all I want to do right now. (laughs) Yeah. The only, uh, none of you guys played Pokemon Snap, right? That was a generational divide thing. Yeah, not it wasn't a generational divide for me. Uh, a lot of my friends. Had you just it. didn't like it. I just wanted to battle. I didn't want to take pictures. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Pokemon. I'm I'm hyped for the the new Pokemon Snap. Um, but yeah, we're we're super over time, so let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening to the Surfcast. Be sure to drop us a review on iTunes. It really helps with the rankings of the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Patrick underscore O'Rourke, and of course on MobileSurf.com. Bennett, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on mobilesurf.com where, you know, doing all my, my writing and stuff. I've got a story that just went up today. So it should be somewhere on the site tomorrow about how to stream the NHL in Canada. So it basically breaks down TSN Direct, uh, Sportsnet, Sportsnet Now Plus, and NHL Live. Nice. And basically what you'll need to stream uh, your favorite team depending on where you live because it's not a straightforward process like it should be. So if you're struggling with that, yeah. I've got that on. And you can find me anywhere at the Bradfad. And John, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Lamont. That's J-O-N underscore L-A-M-O-N-T. And on the website, mobilesyrup.com. Dean, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Daily Dean. Uh, I want to spell my name out too because John did as well. Uh, daily, not like the word. D-A-L-E-Y. That's right, yeah. And Dean like the word. D-E-A-N. Um, I like that you had to think about it to make sure you spelt it (laughs) and his last name. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And, um, and also on mobile syrup, uh, where I write some bomb things about phones and that's pretty much it. (laughs) Nice. And as always, you can find all of our content on mobile and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at mobile syrup. Thanks for listening. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.